Hi, my name is Jenna. I'm 19, and I'm from the United States Southeast. Um, I deal with a lot of anxiety, and it's not the typical anxiety most people experience. It's kind of a special one. Uh, it's called hypochondria, and it happened after my dad passed away two years ago of pancreatic cancer. So um, I've always been kind of nervous about um, about things as a child. I don't know. Uh, my mom had a lot of anxiety, and watching her freak out as a kid was traumatizing to me. So I guess I kind of developed it, and it's been a struggle with me uh, for my whole um, youth, basically. And in 2020, COVID started, and my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. That was a big, uh, a big, you know, <laughs> uh, occurrence for me. And it was so bad that I developed health anxiety. And every single day, I was worried about having cancer and worried about my health. And it's gotten to the point where I've just, I think I'm going to die every single day. I'm like, I'm dying. I, I, I'm, I swear I have some disease. That sounds <laughs> kind of, it sounds kind of scary though. Like, how do you deal with that? Or, or is it's, it? I, I can't really deal with it. That's the thing. I've been to doctors. Um, I actually have gotten diagnosed with a tumor behind my eyes. It's called a pituitary tumor. And it's not in the brain. It's just on a gland. And it causes dizziness and, like, um, lightheadedness sometimes. And it, it made me lose some vision. But that also is pretty scary. And it makes me think of something bad happening. Um, what I usually do to help myself is to... Um, meditate, um, distract myself playing games, but it's really hard to, um, to distract myself if I feel symptoms. Like, you can feel physical symptoms from this horrible anxiety, and you think every ache and pain is something deadly. So, it's just a struggle, and, um, I thought I've had every disease under the sun, a brain tumor, um, appendicitis, uh, lymphoma, <laughs> uh, esophagus cancer, stomach cancer, breast cancer, anything. I I've had like everything according to my mind. And it's irrational to think like that, I know. But for some reason, I can't bring myself to think that I'm okay. And it's just a never-ending loop. And What's hard is that even if I do go to the doctor and they tell me that I'm okay, I still don't believe them. And it has gotten a little bit better, but not by much. I feel like um, this is going to be like a lifelong thing. That's fine. But sorry about all the yeah. stuff that you're going through because it's kind of like, I mean, that sucks, to be honest, because I would never be able to imagine that, like living with that and feeling like the physical pain of like feeling like something is wrong. And then you actually feeling that, you know, it's kind of like wearing your emotions, except you're feeling all these other like diseases and stuff like that on you and thinking, you know, like when you go seek help, they tell you that there's nothing wrong, but you still feel that within you. And that's kind of like 
heavy to carry, you know, like that physical pain. That sounds exactly. like very brutal. Exactly. Because I'm I'm stuck in a constant state of fight or flight. So my adrenaline is just constantly going and that causes heart your heart to race. And every morning, this is my routine. Uh, I bought <laughs> a stethoscope. I bought a heart rate monitor. I bought a, um, a blood pressure cuff and a Fitbit to track my heart rate. Yeah. It's insane. I don't like it. I, but every morning I'll wake up and check my blood pressure, my pulse, everything. And when I feel it beating fast, I'll freak out, which will cause it to beat more. And um, it's just, and I don't want to go to a therapist. I mean, I do. I would go to a therapist, but um, I don't want to be put on any medication. That's the thing. Are you, so you're not taking like any type of medications then? No. Or no do you have like something against it or have you tried it and you had some like bad effects with it or what's your mentality on medication um i just um my dad was a chiropractor and he believed in natural medicine so growing up i've always been kind of uh, wary to take man-made stuff like i will take it if i have to like if i have an infection but if i if, if i can avoid it i will um, because I don't like the idea that antidepressants or something could alter your mental state. And when you get off of them, um, that's pretty scary because people go through withdrawals and I don't want to feel like that. Yeah. I've heard different types of stories with that. I mean, like personally, I'm on antidepressants, but it's been like three years, I would say. And I'm not going to explain everything that's happened to me, but it does do a little bit of like rework within your mind like it changes certain things that I notice are different about me but I'm still kind of myself it's hard to explain without going into details but I mean I get what you're saying exactly and everyone like who takes meds is has is gonna have like different experiences with them of course like you can hear all like the negative stuff that has happened with people I guess I'll see what happens whenever I get off of them because that's an experience that I haven't had yet personally but yeah I mean I get where you're coming from though it is kind of a scary thing so you're saying that you've had a positive effect with them? I mean, compared to when I was without them, yeah. It's just there's certain things within me that change that I don't know if I like. Like the way that I feel about certain stuff, I don't know if it's a good thing or not. I mean, it might be, but I guess I was like so depressed for like, I mean, I'm still depressed, but it's kind of like, it felt like that was a whole part of me that it was who I was and like whenever you listen to a lot of music or you listen like write poetry or something people always talk about like heartbreak and stuff like that a lot of the times not always but it's like the most creativity you get is from when you're hurt and I felt that in a way I was really creative when I was in that state of mind and that's something that kind of went away when I got on antidepressants like that creativity but I don't know if that's because my thoughts were always negative compared to like now where they're just kind of neutral in a sense. I mean, I still have other types of issues, but that was one of the biggest changes that I noticed when I got into meds like two months into them. See, that's just interesting. I, I just think it's wild how medication can change the way you think. Yeah, so it's kind of like weird. Like, it's harder for me to cry now too, like the way that I used to before, so... 
because I, I don't know if it was healthy though because I used to cry like every night so mm-hmm. when I got on medications I would still cry but it took like three months into it to where like now I can watch some movie that used to make me like cry I can still feel that emotion but my tears don't come out the way that they used to before because any little thing that I was like whether I saw like a YouTube video of an animal getting killed or I saw like a very sad um, movie or something or anime I would end up always crying like very badly but ever since I've got on them I haven't been able to like cry as easily I still cry it's just not as easily like I used to before like it has to be more I guess important I guess for me to like actually shed tears and stuff so that's another big difference that I noticed Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Um, um let's see. Sorry. I- no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I was just, you know, letting you know about my experience with that, too. I mean, everyone has, yeah. like, different um symptoms and stuff. I don't know if you want to, like, uh, well, I, I guess I won't share this one because it's kind of, like, more... Not that it's personal, but it's kind of more like on the sexual side of like what it did to that aspect of it, because it also changed parts of that. But I mean, when I I weigh the positives versus negatives, I think it had more positive effects than it did negatives, if I'm being honest, compared to like what I was before. Like I wouldn't even be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for like personally, like the stuff that I went through and worked on for myself and the medication helped as part of that as well so that's good um that's really good the thing is with me i'm i'm like hyper aware so if i took medicine i would just wait for the symptoms to pop up and if i felt something off even with my mind i would freak out (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense and i hate that that part of me uh it's just annoying and I, I wish I could stop thinking like this and like heal myself by myself and not needing anything else to interfere with me, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a process. It's just, it's really hard because we all have different experiences within our lives. So it's sort of like you have your own mentality on certain things, but uh, it's just kind of complicated. Like, I'm not going to tell you that you're right or that you're wrong, you know, like there's something that hopefully you like because I want you know hopefully you can manage because you're going through a lot and all that stuff and you know I don't want to see anyone suffer and be hurt because it's very definitely very um traumatic and stuff but it's like at the same time I understand where you're coming from too because there's a lot of negative stories about stuff that has happened and even just changing a part of yourself is a scary thing so it's like if when you get on medication if you notice that change it's like well, is this really who I am or is it changing who I am? Because you don't know which version of yourself is real. It's like, is the version, is my true self the one before meds or the one that I am right now with meds? And it's kind of hard to tell that line because things that happen within your life, you're sort of like, well, this happened to me. So it's like, is this who I really am? Or it's, it's just, just a character because I'm on medication, you know? So like, I understand completely. See, I find that really scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too, so, but I mean, I'm one of many ways. I mean, uh, like, it's something that I think about because I like, I tend to write a lot of stuff down and I just um write like my thoughts of how it changed from where I was to where I am today and, you know, how I feel about that and stuff. And it is scary. Like, it's strange to 
feel like I'm a not a, I'm not a different person. It's just the way that my body reacts physically is different. My mind is still the same, but like I can think these negative thoughts like about hating life for some reason or another, but my physical body doesn't actually do the things that I used to do, like cry or wanting to hurt myself, like stuff like that. But I can still think about that action. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, I think. <laughs> but um, when it comes to like uh, f- friends, have, whenever you talk to them about this, do you find it hard to for them to kind of understand you? Or have you ever had a friend that just didn't really try to put effort into understanding you? Because I know when it comes to different mental health issues, sometimes it can be hard to have friends that are sympathetic towards like the things that you're going through and sometimes they may assume that you're overreacting or or whatever you know like have you ever had that experience um definitely um it's it's ruined a lot of my relationships especially with my family so um something that i used to do a lot is um ask my family for reassurance and I would call my sister because she's a nurse every single day asking her what the symptom is. What do you think I should go to the doctor? Do you think I should go to the hospital? And it, it's gotten to the point where they've gotten so mad at me. Nobody gets it. They, they just they um, said that I need to go to a mental asylum or something because I'm acting like a crazy person. And that obviously made me feel worse. Like um, whenever I had a panic attack, uh, usually during the middle of the night, I would wake my mom up. She would be so angry at me. And the thing is, my mom has dealt with anxiety. She knows exactly what it feels like, but she hasn't had it in a while. She um, she would yell at me and tell me that I'm being crazy, that I'm like, she just wasn't listening to me. She wouldn't listen to anything I say. And that made me feel like I'm definitely alone, like nobody gets it. And with my friends, um, my relationships and stuff, um, some people try to help me, some people didn't know how, and I've, tr- um, I've tried to tell them when I'm like this, when I'm, when I'm in deep anxiety and I'm, I'm like, the world is just crumbling in my mind. I don't want to talk much. I don't want to do much. I don't want to smile, laugh. I just, I'm focused on myself so much. And if they, they get offended because they think that I'm ignoring them. And I've just tried to tell them, like, I'm dealing with this mental stuff in my mind and I'm sorry. But I just, I wish you would understand that it's not you. It's, it's me. And I just wish they would read up on it or something because that would be much more simple and maybe they would understand. Yeah, I, f- I understand that because um, it's definitely hard because you lose a lot of people in your life that don't understand or try to understand or make the effort to try to kind of understand you like you would try to understand them if they had the same problem. Because I think a lot of us that deal with this stuff have also lost friends. Like I recently pushed some friends away, not intentionally, but it's like, obviously I'm not innocent in the situation because of like my issues. But at the same time, I wish people were knowledgeable about trying to understand the things that you tell them is wrong with you so they can get a better grasp on the situation instead of sort of assuming that, you know, you're trying to do certain things on purpose or it's all in your head or like you said, 
doing the whole like stigma thing to where people just say you're crazy or you're like mentally insane and you need help. And there's like a lot of societal stuff like that that can make people less inclined to go seek help because people just see it as a negative thing. And it's like you don't want to be seen as crazy or something because people make it seem that way whenever you have some sort of issue within your mind. And it's like different for everyone. Exactly. And I feel like nobody would understand it unless they went through it. Yeah, that's the kind of like the shitty part about it, really. I mean, there's some there's a few people that probably make the effort into it. But at least from my experience, most people have never been like open enough to trying to understand it. Like at first sight, they just assume you're like like for your situation, you know, they probably assume that you probably don't like them or don't want to be around them because you're they feel like you're pushing them away, even though those are not your intentions. Like you just need your space because of what you're going through. And you wish that they would understand, but some people aren't capable of even trying to make an effort to understand. Exactly. But that is, that's okay, because nobody, you know, um, nobody is perfect. And they, yeah. I guess, if they don't want to try to put in the effort to understand, they just, uh, I don't know. I can't force them to. Yeah. I mean, it is complicated too. Cause there's the other end of it. Like, it's like, if I'm, if I'm always negative with anything in my life, it's like, I don't expect people to stay. Cause even though I want them to stay and want them to be like understanding of my situation, I also know how much of a burden it is on other people. So I also have to respect that because, you know, it, it is something that other people are going to deal with in a negative way because it is emotionally draining for people and I, I know that's the reality of thing even though it sounds like pretty shitty to be like oh you don't have to deal with me if you don't want to just you know go on your own path and that's fine but there's also a part of me that's like I wish you would stay and you know be by my side you know whatever if that's like having a friend group of circles or in a relationship but I know it doesn't always work that way and maybe that's me being selfish wanting people to stay even though I have my own issues but I respect you know their own perspectives on wanting to leave and you know not having to deal with what I'm going through you know yeah I get that um so so it happens to the best of us sometimes I forget what I was gonna say and I end up like not even saying anything <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's basically it. That's basically my struggles and yeah. I'm able to understand other people's situations and at least be better aware in case I ever meet someone that has the same experience so I can be a better person towards them if they're ever like struggling through that too, to make me a better friend. Cause like I've never met someone like that, that, you know, has what you have. So from like yeah. my life that's why i feel a little bit weird and like stupid because i'm worried about my health and i feel kind of self-centered for that you know i feel stupid because people are saying you're fine you're obviously fine you're obviously healthy and i feel stupid for feeling like i'm dying but you know, it'll get better. It, it goes away and comes back. It depends. <laughs> Would you say that it lasts more than it like lasts without it? So 
I've been dealing with this since March. Um, April, May, June, July. Four months straight. <laughs> so that this is the longest, actually. You know, I, I started having a horrible anxiety back in 2018 about um, my health. But that was before my dad got cancer. So I've obviously had this situation before anything happened. I don't know where this all rooted from. But um, my biggest concern was I thought I had a brain tumor for like a year and a half straight. And it got so bad to the point where I was actually becoming mentally insane, thinking that time was slowing down or speeding up. I would listen to music and it felt like the music was slow or really fast. And I thought, oh my god, my brain is just shutting down. Um, I talked to somebody and they said that that's a state of like depersonalization or realization. And that's when you're in such a high state of anxiety that your brain protects itself by making it seem like you're not in reality. Like things are fake and you're just living in a movie, pretty much. Like I'll, I would look at my hands and it felt like they weren't mine, you know? And that Have feels... you ever experienced no. something like that? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I guess the only... Because I have like um, BPD and it's like, way different than that but i get what you mean but i don't think i've experienced anything like that but i have a way of like making certain things seem like they aren't and overreacting to those things and like the experience is real you know like how you feel whenever like you look at your hands and you feel like they're not yours like maybe you know logically that what you feel is not true, but what you feel is actually, you know, happening. Like you actually feel that. So it's kind of the same with my emotions whenever like something happens negatively or even positive with someone that I'm attached to or close to. And let's just say, for example, they forget to text me and they go on Instagram or they go on Snapchat or something. And I, I just assume like the worst that they don't want to talk to me and they don't want to, or they hate me as a person. And I start overreacting and oh, yeah. It's like a part of me feels like it's better like if I lose all connection with them because it I I instantly forget everything good that they've ever done to me like every, like all the times that they've been there for me like it goes over the top to where my emotions are basically on my skin and I can feel like the air going through my skin on those emotions and it makes it painful to where it's hard to think logically about the scenario that's going on. So sometimes I may overreact and be like, oh, you're a bad friend or I'll block someone. And that's something that I've been working on. But it's definitely like um, nothing like what you've experienced. But that's the best way that I can put it from like the closest thing that I've experienced to feeling like this is not true. But for some reason, I feel that it is. Yeah, I've I've done that, too. I've, I've definitely done that with my friends. I was like, oh, this person, um, say like an ex-boyfriend, uh, he bought me like uh, a present and then the next day he was not happy and i'm like oh no w w like what did i do what happened he, he he that present wasn't anything like it was probably just for pity or something yeah like overthinking you know yeah and i get what you're you mean yeah it'd be hard sometimes but i mean like hearing what you're going through honestly I know we all have like our different struggles and it's all of them are justified in how we feel. 
but it's like man like you're i think you're definitely a strong person for like dealing with everything that you're dealing with like that's kind of that's just insane how you manage so well at least on the outside right like you're probably hurting internally and you're very good at i guess hiding it and being calm about it but it's you're definitely a strong individual thank you <laughs> I, I try to be strong uh i have definitely gotten more strong after everything that's happened with my dad uh, just for my family it had to be the strong one so that's it's it's nice i guess yeah i mean it's it's nice but then you know it's also good to at least with people that you trust you know to be vulnerable to you know have those set of group of friends or relationships or people in your life that you can kind of like count on not everyone has that but if you've ever you know find that then it's it's definitely good i guess at least while it lasts cause when it tends to come at least to my experience with people like us it's sort of like Sometimes we just push people away, I guess, you know, sadly. That's true. I tend to push people away because I don't want to burden them. Uh, I feel like exactly. yeah. this is too much um, for somebody to handle. And since I was having panic attacks every five hours or two hours or so, I would disappear. I would shake. I would cry. And I wanted to be away from them. Like, I didn't want them to see me like that because... Either they wouldn't help me, they would just sit there and stare at me, and I felt stupid, or they would just say I'm sorry um, and not know what to do, and I felt dumb, like, I don't want to let this person see me like this, I'll just go away and deal with it on my own. Yeah. Even though they said, like, if you're having a panic attack, always come, like, you can come to me or talk to me. I just prefer not to because, you know... It's just awkward. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I mean, like I push people away for the exact same reasons. I guess it's really hard, though, to be like, well, they they want me to trust in them. But at the same time, I don't want to burden them with like everything that's going on. But then you still end up burdening them by like pushing them away. So it's like you lose, lose either way it goes. At least that's what it feels like. It's like I don't intentionally mean to hurt people that are in my life, but it it just sort of sucks that it ends up happening that way because like everyone that's been in my life, I do care about them, but it just sucks from, I guess just the situations and stuff just kind of sucks the way things end. And sometimes they end badly because it's like they don't understand and they think you're doing it on purpose or trying to be manipulative and stuff like that. And it sort of makes you feel worse. It's like, oh, they think I'm doing it for attention or because like I just want to manipulate certain situations and that's not even the case but True. yeah i think it's important to make um it very clear to the people you're close to that um you have to basically pretty much explain everything um that is going on with you and like if you do this then don't take it uh to heart you know yeah. so like just kind of explain like hey i'm gonna be feeling like this probably and if i don't talk to you it doesn't mean that i don't want to it's just uh i'm taking my personal time yeah i actually made like a list of stuff like that because i recently pushed them some friends away a couple weeks ago but ugh, i'm not gonna get into too much details a lot of different drama that they're not who i expected recently some stuff came up but it 
from the way that it ended, it was definitely my fault, I guess, from pushing him away. And I didn't know about my situation. And it, like, I know I had depression and anxiety and stuff like that, but I didn't know I had like BPD. And it made me go seek help because of how I was feeling at the time a couple of weeks ago. So this is kind of something recent that I learned that I had BPD. And I'm going to like therapy for that to sort of manage my emotions and how to deal with it and understand. But now that I know that I have a label to something, I can better understand for myself for the future in case I make more friends to be able to like tell them, you know, the things that I'm dealing with so they don't have to put up with it or they can at least know when something happens. That way they know that I'm not like doing it on purpose or trying to manipulate them in some way. Because with these past friends, I wasn't aware that I had something and and then ended up ended up like just hurting people emotionally and pushing them away and they thought that I was trying to manipulate or wanting attention and stuff like that which is not the case but I mean it is what it is sometimes like I understand their perspective as well but it, it just sucks that sometimes they don't give you a chance to try to like believe that you're seeking help or that there is something actually wrong with you and they just label you as this bad person or an attention seeker but like I get it though, so it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. But um, oh, I was gonna say something. Ah, uh, agree. I was gonna say something in reply. Uh, it's okay. I get uh, the same way. Gotten, oh, yeah. Uh, have you? Is it um therapy helped you? Well, I've only been going for uh, this. I'm going to have a third session. So it's really hard to say. I mean, the, my first session was two hours long and it was mainly about like it helped me in the sense of like discovering what I had. So like me pushing people away and me like there's this thing I do called splitting. And it's like where I see in black and white in a sense when it comes to my emotions, when they're intense. And like my emotions are basically always at 100 percent compared to like the average person. So what I feel, whether I love someone or I hate someone, I'm only able to see that aspect of it. So like if, if I love you, I don't see all the negative stuff that you've ever done or that you do to me. But if I'm in like a certain episode to where you do something, you know, like for instance, the text message, um, I end up automatically forgetting all the good stuff that you did until like the episode goes away. But it's something that I like, I'm learning more about because I used to do that like before I would just block people and they would never come after me like these these last friends were the only ones that actually came after me and chased me like they would find me and stuff and try to like say what's wrong and everything but you know you do it long enough people get tired of it but I didn't know what was wrong because before I've done it all my life and no one's ever came after me so I just thought that you know it was better this way anyways. I wasn't a burden and I didn't know I had an issue because at the time I did feel like people didn't want me around. But once these set of friends kept coming after me and I kept pushing them away, I was like, why am I doing this over and over again? And eventually when they didn't give me like another chance and, you know, they were, it, it kind of ended up in a toxic way, but I decided to seek help. And once I had a label to the reasons I was doing all of these things, you know, they helped me understand why I was doing them, what was going on, where it stems from. And then not only that, able to do my own research as to like other people's experience. So in that sense, it helped me because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have known what was wrong with me. I've never even heard of like BPD. So it's like something new to me, but it helps me better understand myself. And 
yeah, so I wouldn't say like the therapist helped me be a better person because like it's still new, but it's more like it helped me discover what was actually wrong with me and to identify that and to be able to do research on it myself when I need to, you know, and stuff like that yeah. to be a better person and see all the signs and the things that I'm doing wrong when it comes to that. Is BPD bipolar disorder? Um, yeah. Or is it well, no, personality? it's border pers- borderline personality. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I was just... That must be a real struggle. I... Like, so all of your emotions are just, like, heightened. Yeah, basically, almost all of the time. So it's like... I try not, especially like when I get attached to people, it's like when I have conversations, like for it takes me a while to get vulnerable to someone. When I get vulnerable and open up about myself with someone and I spend time with them, it starts getting hard to detach myself from them. So it's like yeah. everything that I do for whatever particular friend group or relationship I'm in, I'm doing it like because either, I mean, some people could say that's obsession, I guess. Some people could say it's love, whatever. But it's like I take time off work if you need me. Like if if I'm working and someone needs me right away, I'm going to like leave work and like go attend to your needs because you're pri- you're like the number one priority in my life if you're important to me. But yeah. it gets to the point where it becomes like I'm choosing you over all the other stuff that I need to do first and that I, I'm, I end up doing too much basically. So I end up sleeping less and working more and because... I'm taking time off work because a person needs me. Just stuff like that, that I end up overwhelming myself because I feel that I always need to be present for someone to not like abandon me. Cause it's like having abandonment issues as well, I guess. That's part of like a big thing on BPD, always feeling like you're a problem in someone's life and you, you feel the necessity to always try to be there for them so they don't abandon you because you want to make sure that they know that you care for them. So it's just a, a lot of different stuff. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, the best way to explain it, like I said, it's kind of like your emotions are on the outside. And if you've ever like cut your skin somehow by mistake or something and you feel the air, it's kind of what it feels like. So it's like your emotions are intensified, but it hurts like physically. So it's like if someone breaks your heart, that shit hurts like physically, but to an extreme level. And if oh, you're happy, yeah. you're like happy. So that, that's just the shitty part about it. And that's when like the illogical thinking happens just like you're so emotional you're not able to really think about the situation and that's when you push people away or you start blocking people because you're not really thinking you're just kind of like taking initiative of what you feel because you don't know how to handle it okay i see um have you ever seen the show the vampire diaries uh, i've seen it a long time ago i don't rem- i don't think i watched the whole season but i think i watched like three or four seasons and then i went to like watching the originals and some other stuff but i never finished like completely everything so okay do you remember that when elena turns into a vampire i don't even remember exactly how but it's been so long ago so (laughs) when she turns into a vampire every emotion of hers is heightened and she's just like feeling everything like to an extreme it kind of reminded me of it when you were saying that i don't remember any of that honestly <laughs> but i mean i okay. guess that would have actually i guess that would have been a good way to put it if i actually remembered um yeah. i just remember pieces parts and pieces of it okay now everyone was hot basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know that-
that Stefan guy looks kind of <laughs> kind of strange with his chin all like that. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, subjective, but I get you. <laughs> but yeah, that's actually good. I probably need to like at least watch some of the scenes like that. Completely forgot about stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, sometimes we miss little things like that. At least I do sometimes, especially if it's been a long time. Yeah, understandable. I I, I only watched up to like season five. But it's a long, it's a long series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I, I pretty much, I think I've explained everything that I want to explain. And Yeah. I mean, is there anything you kind of like, do you stream or you want to shout anything out or something? I don't know if you oh, do or I not. Do. I do stream on Twitch. Um, my Twitch is beautiful notes with two S's and I host a dating show every Friday. Okay, well, okay. I used oh. to. I, I had some Twitch drama. So oh. I, I stopped streaming for a bit. Okay. Started back up soon. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, that drama, you know, is kind of at least out of the way now. But it'd be like that sometimes. I understand. Complicated. Yeah. So. It's, it's kind of out of the way. I'm just taking some time to heal from it. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. But I do appreciate you, you know, sharing and everything and having a conversation and you know, it was nice uh, learning something new that I've never heard about, so. Um, I had a, uh, it was part it, bleh, I'm sorry, I. No, don't <laughs> worry about it. My words. <laughs> I, um, basically, um, fuck. Yeah, I, I, hmm. <laughs> it's fine, it happens to the best of us. Listen, it happens to me a lot, I swear. <laughs> don't worry about it. I just laugh about it. <laughs> yeah. So. It was fun. Not fun. It was, well, it was fun, but it was good to like get this off my chest, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's always good to talk about stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I wish you luck with your struggles as well. Um, I hope you can find some peace. And yeah. It was nice to meet you. So that was definitely, definitely something that I've never heard about and it's definitely very scary and I do wish her the best um it, it just sort of sucks that people have to deal with stuff like that and you know you don't have to feel alone but obviously it still sucks that you feel certain things and like man the physical pain of that like just hearing her story and stuff makes me really like it it hurts like I guess like I feel it physically like it just hurts that other people struggle through different stuff like that like I know everyone has their own physical disabilities and mental like illnesses and stuff that people go through their own struggles and I wish like no one had to go through that but the sad reality is you know there's a lot of people that are suffering whether it's in silence or whether it's something that you're able to see and some people are not always going to be understanding of that especially you know it's easier to relate whenever you have some sort of mental illness to how hard it is to make connections and make friends because of how often you end up hurting people or how often you end up pushing people away or like the stigma that holds within society seeing you as crazy or something whenever like every different type of illnesses is different from one another and not two people are the same even if they have both anxiety or depression and it can be very overwhelming to deal with something alone and not having like someone by your side or a group of friends that you can rely on or that family, you know, that's 
thinks that it's all in your head or doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And it can lead to a lot of traumatic experiences that stay with you for a very long time. And like, this is never an easy thing, right? Because you still have the person who's capably aware of the situation. And I don't know, from my experience, it's been that a lot of people who are more self-aware tend to have like more mental health issues because they acknowledge that they have an issue, but they also acknowledge that they lose a lot of people in their lives because of their issues. And it sucks that the people who don't have issues end up, you know, not trying to believe or trying to understand the situation that other people are going through. But at the same time, like I've said many times before, you don't have to stay. You should never stay if you don't feel like emotionally capable of being able to help in any way, shape or form, you know, because it's definitely draining for people to sort of be around that. Like firsthand, I've experienced it with my mom and with a friend a long, long time ago. I decided to stay there and help them and it worked out in the end. But it was definitely very draining on myself to be around that. But I just never wanted to give up on them. And that's just always been me. So other people are going to see things differently. You know, you do what's best for you at the end of the day. And like, I'll respect that regardless, as long as you have an open communication about it and not and not purposely trying to put other people down, like saying that their mental health issues are crazy or that they're just doing it for attention or trying to fish for compliments. Just all of this stuff that people go around saying behind their back, even people who vent on Twitter. I've seen like in the tweet section, people saying, oh, you just want attention and likes and stuff. And although venting about it and help like it does help to kind of connect with other people, it does sort of like it's good to be able to express these things simply for the fact that other people can sort of be aware of like these things are realities instead of just always posting like positive content online where people are like always just blindly watching things to laugh and you know have fun which there's nothing wrong with that either but there's also nothing wrong with posting negative things about what you're going through in your experience because someone else might be able to relate to that and if we end up trying to keep everything like a secret when it comes to like your depression or your anxiety just because people think you're fishing for compliments or fishing for attention then someone else out there that's looking for help or that's looking to be related to some something else or try to find someone who's been through the same thing they've been through, they're not going to be able to find those stories. They're not going to be able to find people who can relate to them simply because all, no one's expressing or venting about them. So I always think that it's a good thing to talk about stuff like that. If you're okay with sharing stuff like that, it's definitely something that's personal, but you know, it does help sharing a little bit part of your life for others to be able to see that they're not alone when it comes to feeling the way that they do. But that's just my take on it for now. It could change later down the line. Who knows? But yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your night or day. And I look forward to having more conversations with other people and their struggles and stuff. But yeah, appreciate it. And I'll see you next time.